Hello and thank you again for joining us for Journeys in Grace. My name is uh, Eric Hubbard. I want to thank you for being with us as we study the Word of God and walk together through the Scriptures and allowing God to give us manifestation and uh, revelation of what He has to say. And when I say manifestation, I believe that not only must the preacher speak the Word, but I believe that change should happen. If you followed me throughout this year and over the last couple of years, the things that I say, the, the, the times that I will speak words that, that ring in your heart for healing, for deliverance, for salvation, for um, uh, uh, whatever the case may be, whatever your need may be. I believe your life should be better when you're working with your pastor or you're, you're connected to a ministry. Then I believe that you hear the word of God and hear the man or woman of God preaching and that you take those words to heart. I believe the same anointing that as on that man or woman of God, God can use you or he can speak words to you that will bring life to you. And that's my object objective so that you will see Jesus Christ in the, in the messages that I preach and that the grace of God will be simple and easily digested and hopefully easily digested and taken in by faith. And so today we're going to uh, in our series with uh, Humility Love Under Pressure. And we're going to concentrate today on Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I just believe that this is one of the greatest acts of faith in the scripture. Because this girl uh, not only put her reputation on the line, she put her life on the line because of her obedience and willingness to be a servant of God and to carry the word of God that was spoken to her, that was spoken to her and believed that that which was spoken would be manifested in her life. And as Mary received that word and took it to heart and because she believed there was a manifestation of those things that were spoken. And that's the same way that God would do for us if we will hear his word and trust that what he said, he is able to bring it to pass. I believe that's over in the book of Numbers saying that 2319, God is not a man that he shall lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to do it. If he spoke it, he shall make it good. God will fulfill his word. What he needs is willing men and women who will take him at his word with the wisdom and knowledge of the Holy Spirit. And the humility to say, Lord, not my will. I'm not going to force this to happen. But I cast all my cares on you. And I know you care for me. And I'm just blessed again that you've been with us over these last uh, two years that we've spoken in this, on this podcast. And we're looking to God for great and, and mighty things. But as we end this year, in this Christmas season, I pray that you will go with us and stay with us. As we preach the word and bring forth manifestation that God gives to us, we will give to you. And so let's go now as we talked about and in this series on love, um, uh, humility, rather love under pressure. And we're going to speak today on uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. So now let's go over to the book of St. Luke. I think there are other of the gospel writers that talk about uh, the birth of Christ. But I believe that Luke uh, expounds on it or or. He's, he, he writes the most, he's the most expansive, let's use that word, that um, uh, writer about the birth of Christ. And 
Uh, there are other, we're going to go to Mark, uh, book of Matthew rather quickly at the end. But I want you to just know, we're going to start today in the book of St. Luke. Chapter number uh, one, we're going to go to the six, 26th verse. Luke 1, 26. And again, humility, love under pressure. And we're going to talk about today, Mary, the mother of Jesus. And it, and it begins. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. So in the Jewish tradition, when a woman was engaged to a man or espoused, they hadn't. This does not mean that they were married yet. But in the Jewish tradition was that when a man and woman came to an agreement that there would the day was coming and they would be uh, united in, in, in marriage. The engagement itself was a contract of marriage. The ceremony was just the fulfilling of it. But the fact that he and she. Had, had, had purpose in their hearts that we are going to be husband and wife. Everything after that was just a preparation for what they had already agreed to. So as far as they were concerned, and in that, just like God, they were already married. In our day, they were married because their hearts, their minds now were saying, okay, prepare, get ready, because this ceremony is going, is already, we're already married by faith. We've just got to have the manifestation of it because we have spoken to our, uh, imagine if his mother and father were living or her mother and father were living, they spoke it, they spoke it to the elders, they spoke it to uh, their friend, family and friends. So everybody knows now, that's why they call it espoused, meaning that they are, they're already joined. They're, they haven't officially been joined, but they are joined in the eyes of the, the tradition of the elders. They are joined, and we're going to read this. Let's go over to uh, the book of Deuteronomy. I'm just going to read you just a little bit to show you what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about this tradition. This is over in uh, Deuteronomy, uh, 22nd chapter, uh, 22, Deuteronomy 22. Let me find it real quick, and 22. So 22, 22 of the book of Deuteronomy. So it reads, and it's talking about when a man and a woman are espoused, there is a duty of that man and woman to each other. And it says, if a man be found lying with a woman married to an husband, then they both of them die. Nope, back up. Um, then it says, then it says um, I'm going to read this to you. It says, then they shall, they shall um, when they're talking about the woman, this is 21, and the, and the, and the, and the virgin has submitted herself to her husband or to a future husband. And if she, and if it be found that she has broken that vow that to her husband or to her espoused husband, 2221 tells you what would happen. They shall bring that dismal to the door of her father's house and the men of the city shall stone her with stones that she die because she has wrought folly in Israel to play the whore in her father's house so that thou shalt put evil away from you. And it goes on to talk about how that uh, uh, if you go down to the 23rd verse, it says that if, a, if the damsel that is a virgin be betrothed to an husband and a man find her in the city and lie with her and they shall bring both of them out of the city. This is 23rd verse. And they shall stone them that, with stone that they die. Be quiet because they were betrothed. And it doesn't mean that she was raped, but it means that she willingly broke the vow. And she's not even 
are officially married. So that's what I mean about the Jewish traditions under the law. Now remember, we go, when I say traditions, I say these things were written that when a woman or a man were bound by uh, were bound by uh, uh, this their their agreement of being espoused, although they weren't officially married, they were considered married. And if either one broke it, they broke that word. It was as though they committed adultery. That's important to this story because I know many of you know about this, but I just want you to see what Mary took on herself. This woman took on. When she heard these words, as we I'm, again, I'm ahead of myself, but again, when I talk about connecting the dots, and I'm talking about the the uh, the 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 humility that she showed when she heard the word of God, and and her desire was to Lord use me. So let's go back to Saint Luke, one twenty seven, and one twenty seven says she was espoused to Joseph. 28 says, and the angel came to her and said, hell. And it was just, stop. Look, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And blessed are you among women. 29 said, and when she saw him, this saying troubled her. And she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. So in other words, it's, this tweaked her imagination. She said, now why in the world would he call me highly favored and blessed? Because Mary was not born to a rich family. Yes, she was a part of the line of King David. Yes, even her spouse husband was a part of the, um, of the line of David. But financially, she at this point was not rich. She was not. And I don't believe in, in this is this, uh, uh, Eric, I don't believe the scripture ever shows where she was uh, financially rich in her lifetime. But she was richer than any other woman on the planet because she had favor. The favor of God, as I said before, one touch of God's favor is worth a lifetime of labor. So it goes on to say, 29th verse says, uh, she was troubled at the saying, and then she cast those thoughts in her mind. But the angel said to her, fear not. Isn't that something the Lord always tells when he gives you a, a, a word that sort of, that sort of uh, shakes your mind, sort of shakes up your day, shakes up your plan? Mary had no intentions of getting pregnant before she married Joseph. But here this angel comes and says, God wants to interrupt your plan. He wants to use you. And it goes on to say, fear not, for you have found favor with God. Verse 30. And behold, you shall conceive in thy womb, bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. 32 says, he shall be called great, and shall be called the son of the most high. And the Lord shall give him the throne of his father David. Remember, I said that Jesus was, I'm sorry, yes, Jesus is, is, is uh, of the line of David, but so was Mary. So the word that we talked about in the last teaching about how that it was prophesied by Moses. It was prophesied by David. It was prophesied by Isaiah and many more of the prophets that the word was being, that was spoken in Genesis 3. Isaiah 7, Isaiah 11, Psalms 22, Isaiah, uh, uh, Isaiah 61. 
this word which was prophesied by men who heard from the, by the spirit that God himself was going to come and speak to men and, and die for their sins which, as John prophesied over in, uh, in, 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 in Revelation 13 and Isaiah in Isaiah 53. But what God needed was he needed men that would have the boldness to speak it. When Jesus said again over in uh, Matthew 6, 38, he says, my words are spirit and they are life. What did he mean by that? If you will speak it, it will bring life to you. It'll be life to a dead marriage, life to a broken relationship, life to a dead body, life to a, a, a broken career, life to a, a, a drug addict, life to a, a, a sick heart, whether mentally, emotionally, or physically, whatever your condition your heart may be in, the word of God is able to bring life to it. So the angel says, behold, again, you're going to conceive. And he said, he goes on to describe Jesus in 32, he shall be great. He shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord shall give him the throne of his father, David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Who does that sound like? That sounds like Isaiah 11. And then what does Mary say in verse number 34? She told the angel, how shall these things be? And she said, I, I haven't cheated. Hold up. Hold up, Brother Gabriel. That's what the Bible, that's what the Bible says in uh, verse number 26. That's who he was. She didn't call him Gabriel, but she said, hold up. She said, I don't know a man. But Gabriel said to her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And then he says, guess what? As a sign, your cousin Elizabeth, in verse number 36, in her old age, is six months pregnant already, in verse number 36. See, God wanted to manifest some things and show us, look, not only can I show you that you, being a young girl, is going to conceive, I'm going to show you about an old girl over here who's past her, the flowers of her age. And I have naturally given she and her husband a son. And I'm going to show you that what I'm saying here, it will be a sign to you that what I'm saying here, you will have assurance when you find Elizabeth pregnant, you will know that what I'm saying is going to be manifested in you. And what he go on to say, he said, behold, thy cousin Elizabeth has conceived in her old age. And this is her sixth month. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And what did Mary say? She got bold. And Mary said, I'm available. Use me. But this, I, but I like how she said it. She said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. She said, Lord, I'm available. And at that moment, when Mary agreed, she conceived. The Holy Spirit, because it takes an agreement with the word of God. When she agreed with the word that was spoken, conception happened on the inside of her. Because that's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's the same thing with our salvation. 
The Bible says we are saved by grace through faith and that none of ourselves is the gift of God. Mary received the gift of the word which conceived in us. We received the gift of salvation which was conceived in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. So we all conceive, we all, whether men or women, we have a womb. We have a womb where faith is conceived. And when you can see your miracle, and what Mary did was she saw herself as a highly favored woman, as a highly favored girl, and that the word of God was going to be manifested in her, and she was going to conceive irregardless of what the consequences were. She said, God, I'm available. Here, I'm your handmaiden, Lord. I'm available. Use me. Now, let's go on down now. Go down, down in the same chapter. We're going to go down to uh, verse number 42. 142. Now, Mary now is coming, coming into, uh, coming into the house. She's going down. She's going to visit her cousin Elizabeth. And let's see what it says. Uh, we're going to 40. So Mary enters the house of Zacharias, Zacchaeus, Zacharias, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, John leaped in her womb because she was carrying John the Baptist. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke with a loud voice and says, blessed art thou, behold, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. For, for she said in the 44th verse, for lo, the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears. She said, John. Now, she wasn't calling him John yet. She said, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she that believed. Because that's what it took for Mary to conceive. She had to believe. And she had to look beyond all of the things that were going to come upon her. And said, I'm going to do what God told me to do. Because she received a word. Because it had been prophesied. Now, I don't care how many other people may say. I've heard of people in our day saying that, you know what? I've had an immaculate conception. I hadn't, wouldn't met, I did not deal with a man. And the Lord has miraculously conceived in me a baby. Of course, the truth came out and that wasn't so. So I'm going to tell you. There is not going to be another immaculate conception. Now, we know we have in vitro and all these other things where babies can be uh, deposited into the womb of a woman. But as far as God doing it, it ain't happening. It's going to take a seed of a man. But in this case, God did this. Why did it have to happen? Because the seed of a man, of a natural man, of every man that's born after Adam, we have the nature of sin. That's why it took a version. When somebody said, well, do, wouldn't Jesus take on the nature of uh, Mary? No, because the baby carries the seed of the father. I rather the DNA and everything of the father. The blood of the baby doesn't come from the mother. It comes from the father. The mother is the incubator and she provides nourishment for the baby. And science has proved this out. And so when, 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 when Mary was, because Jesus carried the nature of his father, God, he didn't carry it of Mary, nor of, 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 uh, of Joseph. For if Joseph was the father, then Jesus would have carried the nature of Adam. But Jesus carried the nature of his father.
father. That's why we read earlier in Genesis 3:14 how that the seed of the woman, 14 and 15, how the seed of the woman was going to bruise the head of the serpent. And as we read here today, Mary had to consider all of these things. She's hearing now. Her faith is being built up without her even telling Elizabeth. When she came into the house, Elizabeth began to prophesy of what has happened on the inside of her. She's telling her that what's in you, you are blessed and the seed that you carry is blessed. And so as Mary is here, she's hearing this word. Now, the Bible says, as, 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 as we read this, that this is a great and mighty thing that's happened. And as we, we go on and read, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read all of this, but we, as we read on in verse number 46, let me read this, what Mary said. And Mary said, my soul does magnify the Lord and my spirit had rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. She's saying all of these things based on a word that she received. And if you go on about this, it tells about how that Mary got uh, 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 left the house after, after uh, Elizabeth was in her ninth month. She left. So let's go over now to the book of Matthew. And uh, let's read what Matthew has to say here. Matthew 1, 18. Now again, when we're talking about uh, humility being and, and, and love under pressure, it means that we depend on God. And that's my goal every day of my life. I believe it's, uh, Romans 12th chapter says, well, Paul began to speak to the, to the Romans. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, as you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Paul is saying, you must humble yourself as a sacrifice and get and stay on the altar of sacrifice. And what he means by that is being a living sacrifice. God doesn't need your death. Jesus died for us. He died once. He died perfectly. So he, we don't need, he, God does not need you to die. He needs for you to live for him and submit yourself to his will. That's why he says a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. What makes us acceptable? Jesus Christ, our Savior. I receive him. I receive his righteousness, his blessing. His, his love, his healing. I can walk in divine health. I can walk in divine prosperity. I can, I say when I say I can, means I receive what he's already given me. Apostle Peter says, we, we, we are, we, he has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Everything that you'll ever need, God has already prepared it for you. He's waiting on you to receive it by faith. So now we're going to read a little bit more about how Mary's faith and how her, the love of God caused her to humble herself. Mary didn't, the scripture doesn't say that Mary ever told Joseph that she was pregnant. When, Mary, when Joseph, when Mary left um, Joseph's house, she was, and, and came back, she was three months pregnant. She was showing pregnant. Let's see how they handled that. 
Matthew 1.18. Now the birth of Jesus was on Jesus Christ was on this rise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, remember, the plan was to be married. Before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Ghost. When Joseph, when Mary came back, she didn't tell Joseph of the words of Gabriel. She left and said, I got to go see this thing that the Lord has said. And when she got there, she got a prophecy of all the things that God had for her. Then she was able to see the woman that was prophesied, Elizabeth. She was pregnant. And I believe she stayed till, till uh, John the Baptist was born. Then she goes back, come back to town. No, Joseph knowing that uh, my, my, my future wife has come. And when he sees her, he sees her pregnant. And it says, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then what did it say? Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. Meaning, if Joseph would have told, hey, y'all, this girl that I was, in, uh, I'm supposed to get married, she pregnant, and it ain't none of mine. And by law, he was right. And by truth, he was right. But Joseph was a humble man and said, you know what? I don't know what happened. But I ain't going to make an example of her. He said, he's just going to put her away, you know, and say, okay, Mary, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna let, let this be handled. I'm not gonna, we're not going to get married. But I'm not going to embarrass you. But 20th verse, 20th verse says, but while he thought on these things, I don't know if he saw Mary. I imagine somebody told him when she came back to town, man, oh, you know, bad news travel fast. This was good news, but it was bad news in, in the moment. Let me tell you, let me tell you about your, about your, about your girl. Man, she pregnant. I thought you said y'all wasn't. And it says, while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take Mary thy, to take unto Mary thy wife, for that which she conceived is in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And now all this was done that might be fulfilled what was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be, a virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. Look at Joseph. Both of them humbled themselves. M Mary took doing it. Her life was in danger. Joseph doing it. And you know, everybody was saying, man, how are you going to marry that blanket and have that woman? But the love of God brought forth the humility out of him and her. Joseph got to raise Jesus. Mary got to conceive Jesus. Can you imagine God giving somebody that duty that I trust you enough 
that you're going to do the right thing and raise Jesus. Jesus was helpless as a baby. He had to, she had to wash him and feed him and, and, and nurture him. And Joseph had to teach him. He had to teach him how to, how to, how to eat, how to walk, how to talk, the skills that he had. We know there was a time that Jesus uh, uh, learned of himself through the scriptures. He learned that he was the son of God. He learned his purpose by the Holy Spirit. But what these people did, and especially Mary, she took all the ridicule, she took all this, all the gossip, and knew, I have done and I am favored by the Almighty God. And she said, be it unto me. He said, behold your, behold your handmaiden. Behold your handmaiden. Be it unto me as you have spoken. She boldly said it. I wonder, could I do it? Could you do it? I don't mean conceive. I'm, I do mean conceive, but I mean conceive in your plan that God has for you. Will you conceive the miracle? Will you be somebody else's miracle? Can God trust you to carry his word? Can he trust you to carry well and, 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 and take care of others and be a blessing to his work? If he gave you the money, if he blessed your hand, if he blessed your business, if he blessed what you, everything that you took your hands to, would you take the credit? Would you become a, a miser and take every dime he's got and spend it on yourself? Or will you be a blessing to your family and to yourself and give abundantly? Because you can't beat God giving. Will you let God conceive his purpose in you? Will we allow God to conceive his purpose in him, in us, in you? Scripture says, he that began a good work in you shall finish it unto the day of Jesus Christ. If you will let him. And as we started this teaching on humility, love under pressure, I believe this is a good point to stop. We'll pick it up again one day. But I believe humility is one of the greatest attributes of the born-again believer. Because it means I step back. Not in fear. Not in, 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 in low estate. What I mean by that is I'm not, we, we don't become a, a rug for the world. So they can spit and, and, and trample over us. But if it calls for it. Jesus said, if they slap you on the right cheek, give them the other left. When you're doing the work of God, when you're out doing God's will, people are going to hate you. They're going to despise you. When you rise up, Jesus said that uh, when, they, when Peter asked him, they told him to Lord, we've given up all. Jesus said, in this life, you're going to inherit us. Sister, mother, brother. He said, you will Inherit a hundredfold in this life. And then he said, with persecution. When you're blessed by God, people are going to ask you without a cause. But if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And you will live in prosperity. Not for you to get 13 cars and 17 houses and 27 gold rings and, and all those things but so that you can be a blessing 
to the work of the Father. I hope you got something out of this uh, teaching. I pray that the Word of God and the Spirit of God has spoken and let you know that whatever pressure, whatever uh, things may come upon you, God is working things out for you already. He has an end designed for you. Jeremiah 29 says, I know the things and thoughts I have for you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. At the end, God expects you to triumph. He expects you to be above and not beneath. The head and not the tail. How do we do that? By humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Let us pray. Father, I thank you again for your word. We thank you for journeys in grace, O oh God, and for every word we've spoken. We believe, O oh God, your word shall not go out and return unto you void. But you've blessed us, and you've blessed those who hear us. And we thank you, Lord God, for those who contribute to this ministry. We thank you, O oh God, for we pray, Lord God, that everything that they touch will be blessed, God. That their health will spring forth, O oh Lord. That miracle signs and wonders will be born in their lives. Whatever age they are, whatever uh, they find themselves in life, let them know that you are not finished with them yet. If we wake up tomorrow, it means that God is not finished. And I pray for every contributor. God, I pray in Jesus' name that all is well with them. Let them see themselves rising to a new level in 2023 and years to come. For every year thereafter, that they rise to new levels, new heights. That they see victory after victory after victory. Knowing that whatever comes upon us, oh Lord, you are always waiting there with us. You walk through us with us and you will take us to the end. We pray these things in Jesus' name. We are blessed, blessed, blessed. In the name of Jesus, we are blessed. Thank you for joining us for Journeys in Grace. And we'll see you next time. Amen.